Hello, and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. Today, in the 100 Mass Men series, I'm bringing you two conversations that focus on family just in time for the holidays. The 12th Mass Men is the family man. And he's not your typical version we know, like in The Simpsons or Family Guy. But what remains true is that this man puts family above all else. He knows that he may not always agree with them, but he loves them unconditionally and will be there for them no matter what, even if they don't reciprocate that love. And he talks to me about the specific challenges of creating a family as a member of the LGBTQ community, because there are no accidental babies there. And you know how obsessed I am about intentions and relationships and making sure that you are going for what you want and living a life that is truly authentic to yourself. I hope you enjoy the show. Yes, so I work as a data analyst. Yes, so we met almost three and a half years ago. And we actually met online of all places, which I guess is pretty much the norm now for most people. Yeah, so it was actually on Grindr. I don't know how familiar you are with it, but that's sort of the popular one that uh, a lot of gay men use. And it was originally just a physical relationship. And it was one of those things where it was almost like a scene out of a Hollywood movie when the first time that we met, there was sort of a spark and a chemistry that went beyond physical, which is very special, which I'd never really experienced previously. But the emotional maturity and intelligence of my partner was what drew me to him initially. And that continues to be the basis for my attraction to him. And that I think is really what's going to be the basis for a successful long-term relationship. A real difference when you're interacting with someone who has developed emotionally that they know in general where it is they want to go with their own lives and how a partner or a significant other fits into that equation. You know, on the family front, for example, uh, not to be crude, but babies don't happen by accident for us. So (laughs) that's a very specific plan that you have to have in order to have a family. So in general, again, you wouldn't necessarily come out and ask that question directly, but you know that if someone has developed enough emotionally and they're mature enough that down the line, you can discuss that possibility with them to know that, yes, I would like to have a family at some point in my life, or I would prefer it just to be our family with just the two of us. Yeah, it sounds like you have pretty clear boundaries of what you're okay with and not okay with, with a partner. How did you figure out those intentions or, you know, how do you know what you want so clearly? I mean, it sounds like it. I don't know if you do, but it sounds more clear <laughs> well, I than other to, people do. <laughs> well, I, I try my best. I certainly don't want to uh, come across as, you know, having too big of an ego. Um, and it's unfortunate that I've had to sort of develop this on my own. I wish I would have had an upbringing where my parents would have felt more comfortable in discussing these topics, but they didn't. I grew up in a very traditional, socially conservative household where these topics were not discussed. No one even said the word gay back home. So it's been a lot of trial and error on my part. And I know based on the life experiences that I've had, that there are certain things that I wouldn't want in my life in terms of what I'm looking for in my connection with another individual. So for example, one of my sort of lines in the sand, so to speak, is hard drugs. I've 
got no problem whatsoever with someone who uh, smokes pot recreationally. Doesn't bother me one bit. Hard drugs are a no for me whatsoever. And that's informed by people in my family who have met very unfortunate ends as a result of hard drug use. And so for myself, I know that's something that I don't want to be associated with. But it's something that's developed over a period of time, again, through trial and error. When I was 19, um, I was seeing someone who, unbeknownst to me, when we first started seeing each other, had a drinking problem. And so one time I was over at his house and he'd been drinking quite excessively. And immediately upon entering, I felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I, I don't want to be here right now. I would like to leave. He said, no, everything's fine. You know, I'm just relaxing. It's my day off. I just want to have a good time with you. I said, okay. And I stayed. And it eventually got to the point where, you know, he physically held me down against the bed. And I was lucky enough that I pushed him off of me and I left immediately after that. And, you know, it's unfortunate that that situation happened. I wish I would have been... I wish I had had the knowledge at the time that there are certain things that you need to be aware of, especially when you're young and you're first starting to see other people and you're going out into the world. There are certain situations that you remove yourself from automatically. There's certain people that you need to exercise caution around when you notice signs that can lead to you being put in a difficult situation. But the silver lining in all that has been that it's helped to inform what I'm looking for in someone and what I will and will not, you know, accept in as part of a relationship with that other individual. Um, I totally understand. And and thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, at least from my experience as a woman, I experience that all the time when, you know, some yeah. men just go a little bit too far. And there are moments where I like, you know, can escape and there's times that I haven't escaped. And from those experiences, I've got a new type of fear with men, whether they're big or small or anything, just the fact of them just physically being a man makes me afraid to confront them, to set those boundaries, to explain that I feel uncomfortable, you know, to get myself out of the situation. So how have you been able to maintain that throughout your engagements with people and do you also have a fear or have you been able to kind of counteract that with making sure that you're just not around them or that the opportunity just doesn't happen? Yes. I think it's a bit weird because my own background has been, I, and I don't want to use the word traumatic, but it, my background was such that I was outed when I was 19 and my family reacted negatively to the point where I was sent to in the States. I don't know if there's a similar thing here. I imagine there used to be, but it's called conversion therapy. And the intention is to change someone's sexual orientation through religious therapy. And that led me to leaving home completely on my own and coming up to Canada and starting my life from scratch. So starting from the bottom. And so 
when I was younger and I started going out and experiencing life in the village. I would notice people who would either be abusing alcohol or drugs and get themselves into situations in bars and clubs and in other spaces in the village where they would end up either hurting themselves physically or putting themselves at risk. And to my mind, based on the experiences that I had in the past, I don't take for granted a single moment that I'm here right now physically in one of the most progressive cities in one of the most accepting countries in the world. I don't take that for granted at all. And I know that if I were not here, you know, in Toronto right now physically, and I don't want to sound morbid when I say this, but there's a chance I may not be here at all. And because of that, I had a certain idea of what I was looking for in someone to have an emotional relationship with that will inform how I connect to another individual and what I would like for them to have already gone through to reach the point where we're both starting from the same place. Because it's very difficult when you're looking for a specific type of person and their development, if they're not at that point or you're not at that point. So it wouldn't be fair for me to expect something from someone else if I had in turn had not worked on that on my own accord. And so I knew I was going to be starting out from a certain place and that the other person that I'm looking to be with also needs to be in the same sort of place themselves. So that way we can move forward to having a healthy, positive relationship going forward. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be free of the difficulties or the trials and tribulations along the way. That's natural. That's part of any relationship. And there's going to be times where you're going to face severe tests, even if it's got the most solid, strong foundation. There are times when relationships get broken down all the way to the very core. And you just have to be able to know enough about yourself and where you are in your own place in life that if that's the case, are you willing to start a relationship with this other person? Or if not, then you continue to develop that in yourself prior to starting that in the first place. Because it's very difficult when someone puts themselves in a relationship and I'm guilty of this, you know, hands up, I'll be the first to admit, where I've been in relationships with people and it's all gone south and I'll be kicking myself afterwards. Like the signs were there in the beginning. I knew this was not the right decision. I made it anyway. And now I have to suffer the consequences and the ramifications of that. And so that's not to say that you should always have the intention of never going into any relationship and expecting it to fail, but you will always have failed relationships. Again, that's part of life and that's part of any person's development to learn from those failures along the way. But if you start from a place where here's where I'm at, I would like to know where this other person is at as well. If we're on the same page, then if we have that connection, that physical connection, that mental connection, that emotional connection, that's going to be a strong basis for us to have positive relationship. That's, that's crazy because I mean, first off the fact that you've had such a traumatic experience 
to then still meet your life with so much gratitude, you know, to appreciate living where you are, which then now I, I can see why you're so deliberate in your relationships. But then mm -hmm. how, how have you been able to regain trust, you know, because you went through a time when you're, you know, youth, where you were very vulnerable and confused, and you wanted acceptance, right? How do you trust people now? Or how did you kind of overcome that? It was a very gradual process. And it started with me taking time for myself when I first came here to build up my own life and then to start the repair of the damage that was done in the past in my own life. So when I was younger, I never had a real serious relationship because I knew that I could not in good conscience for myself have a relationship with someone when there were issues with what had happened to me in the past that I had not resolved. And so that started with rebuilding the relationship with my family that I had lost. And it was not an easy process and it was certainly not a quick process. It took years of work, but it eventually reached a healthy place and now a very joyous place, which I'm very grateful for. But it wasn't until that journey had completed that I knew I could take the next step and say, okay, I've been able to work on these issues that have happened. Now I'm able to turn my attention to what the future holds and I'm able to move life forward, ideally with someone else. And obviously that other individual is going to have their own baggage, quote unquote, that they're going to continuously deal with as I continuously deal with. But it's knowing that you've taken the time to address those things about yourself that you know going forward, if there are still things that you need to work on or that a, another person needs to work on that you're in a relationship with, that you're able to provide that support to each other, that you're able to help each other address things that even in the past continue to catch up with you in the present day. And it really, for myself anyway, I knew that I would have to take care of those things first before I could think about having someone else in my life, in my life that I wanted to share those things with. And I think that's, that's beautiful. And I think, I mean, from my experience, I have noticed that it change has to come with you first, right? Like you mm. have to be the one to recognize where your demons are and solve them before you enter into a relationship. Have you ever experienced partners that after you've explained your story, explained your intentions and what you expect out of this relationship, say that they are also on the same page, that they've also done self-work, but maybe they haven't met you at the same level? Yes. So, you know, I was in a relationship with someone who we were together for several years, and then I ended up sponsoring him for permanent residency. And then once he got his paperwork, uh, decided that he felt like being single again. And so he went along his merry way. And which was obviously devastating. Um, but the silver lining in that situation was that it enabled me going forward in my interactions with others in the future to take a more careful approach in examining what it is that an individual truly wants in a relationship and what their goals and aspirations are 
together in a relationship in the future. Because in that particular instance, this was someone that I thought I loved, that we were going to be together forever with. And you sort of, in the moment, because we're all emotional as human beings, we have a love and a connection with someone. We just want to jump right in head first and dive in. And then you worry about the rest later on because you have this connection with someone and you don't want to lose it. So you just want to go for it. And there, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that desire because it's it's natural. It's part of who we are as human beings. But it has to be something that you have to temper and acknowledge that, yes, these feelings are there and they're valid, but you need to take the time to step back and to carefully assess the situation with this other individual. You know, no one's a mind reader. You're never going to know exactly what it is that another person wants out of a relationship or out of life in general. But the more time that you take to spend with someone before stepping forward into a more serious commitment or taking your relationship to another level beyond what it is currently, then you're setting yourself up for a more positive relationship with that person going forward. Even if it turns out that if it's a relationship that lasts maybe five or 10 years and then down the line, you grow apart because of differences that you have with each other. But it's a breakup that may not necessarily be pleasant, but it could be something that's amicable in the future where you just grow apart as individuals and that's natural as well. That's crazy. I think men older than you has definitely <laughs> crafted your personality because I don't think I've met anyone that can be as eloquent in talking about understanding of people. Like most people are very self-absorbed, I'd say, you know? Yeah, um, I think it's, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm someone who's, naturally a very private person. And it's actually been something that's, I I don't really have very many friends, no, not to sound silly, but I actually rarely hang out with other people. A lot of my own development has developed or stemmed from the fact that I'm the oldest of my siblings. And so even when the relationship with my family broke down, I still had the knowledge that I was responsible to a certain extent of helping to support my family and taking care of them, whatever the situation was, and regardless of what my relationship was to them. So for example, when I graduated university, when they finished my undergraduate, I was actually studying my master's. And I was almost finished my first semester. And then I got a call from my mom that she was going to have to go through surgery and physical rehab. And she was going to be out of work for a period of time. And at that point, our relationship had improved to a certain extent, but it was not as strong as it is now, but not to sound, uh, not to sound over emotional, but it, I did not hesitate for a second to leave school, get a job working full time, and then sending money back home every month to help support them. Because my love and my commitment to them is so strong that it serves as center in my life. And it's something that I hope that most people will get to experience in their life if they've not been fortunate enough to have it growing up. Because I know for a lot of people, that's not the case. But I hope that most people will be able to have that at some point in their life because it serves as such a guiding force in shaping not only 
your future goals and aspirations and the trajectory that you want to take your life in, but it also shapes who you are as a person on a, on your deepest emotional level because it affects how you interact with your environment and the people that occupy it. And so going forward, it's helped to serve me in my interactions with other people, regardless of whether it's just been in the work setting or in relationships, always to treat that other individual as family. They are my family. They are an extension of my brothers, my sisters, my mom, my dad, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents. We are all together. We are a family. And that's sort of where I start from in life. And regardless of all the mistakes I've made along the way, along the way, and I'll first to admit that I've made plenty of mistakes, but it's definitely been something that's helped to shape where I am now. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think we don't give our family matters enough significance or priority, mm -hmm. you know, because we're just always focused on ourselves and what we're trying to do and who we're trying to be. I, as soon as I started to fix things with my family, the amount of growth that came out of that was just right. unbelievable, right? Because you didn't, you don't realize how much you hold yourself back when you don't have that stability with, with your family, you know? And I, I think we just have never paid enough attention to it and always kind of downplay it. So I right. think that's, that's very important. So because you have such a huge significance with family, do you want to have a family for yourself? Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, uh, given the nature that I am a gay man, it's something that takes many years of planning, uh, many years of prep to have yourself be in a place where that's something that is feasible for you as an individual and for your, your partner or your significant other to start that journey. But it's definitely something that I would love to have in the future. Um, our families, both of our families are very distant from one another physically. And so as silly as it might sound, I have these sort of dreams in the back of my head of at one point where we have our family that, you know, we spend time going up north to spend time with his family. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to the States and we go spend time with my family for a little bit. And it doesn't mitigate the difference, you know, geographically between our two families, but it serves as a link that sort of unites everyone and brings everyone together even if it's just for a short period of time where, you know, we say, oh, it's Christmas is coming up soon. Let's go spend time with your parents or it's American Thanksgiving. Why don't we just take the week and we drive down and we spend some time with my family. So that's the dream eventually anyways. That's beautiful. I, I mean, I see it. I think it can happen for sure. Um, I have two more questions for you. What advice would you give to the hetero community to have better relationships based on the conversations that you've probably heard of from, from me or other, other women with their lack of understanding on men? It's a bit odd in the gay space, for example, because we express ourselves typically, not always, but typically in a more direct way physically. And it's a lot more common, for example, for two gay men to have a close physical relationship without having an emotional or intimate relationship, or they'll go through a period of what's called casual dating, or they're 
together to a certain extent. And I've been in relationships where that's been the case. However, with my partner, we began dating and I knew there was something different about this particular relationship because yes, the physical is always there and it's always a part of, I think, a dynamic of any healthy relationship to have some physical intimacy. But I found, and I knew it was going to be different when the times that we spent together that were not physical were just as enjoyable and in some cases even more enjoyable than we were together physically. Yeah, I would say the strongest recommendation I can give to people would be to take the time to seriously look at whether someone that you're looking to pursue a relationship with, what you would like the nature of that relationship to be. Because there's nothing wrong whatsoever and there's no value judgment in having a physical relationship with someone, if that's what someone wants. So if that's something that you're looking to pursue with that other individual and that under, other person understands that's what they want as well, then go for it. That's completely and perfectly fine. Finding out where it is that you would like things to go, finding out where that other person wants to take things. And then from there, over a period of time, the longer you see someone, the more time you spend with them beyond just physical interactions, the more you have time that you devote to developing your emotional connection to that other individual, the more that you're going to get a better sense of where that individual is looking to take things and where you would like things to go. And I think that's where a lot of people who are in relationships struggle because they don't consider prior to entering into that relationship, where am I starting from? Where is this other person starting from? And ultimately, where do we want things to go from? Yeah, I think there's a lot of fear in a mismatch, you know, because mm -hmm. you, you just care so much about that connection. And like you said, you don't want it to go away. You just want to run for it. But if you don't have that conversation, then for sure you're running blind, right? So right. absolutely. Um, my last question for you is based on everything that we've talked about today, what topics jumped out at you the most that you would like to invite another person to elaborate on further in another episode? Ooh, um, I would say definitely the connection between how we overcome our fear of putting ourselves in a position where we could be emotionally vulnerable with another individual. I think that serves as a point for a lot of people where they're not willing to cross that threshold. And it's hard because in order to pursue a relationship with someone, if it's an emotional relationship, that is, then to a certain extent, you are going to be vulnerable. You are going to be putting yourself to a certain degree at risk. But if you're not willing to cross that barrier, then you're going to be added much less chance of finding that connection with someone that you're able to build a relationship with. So that's definitely something that's not something that can be solved <laughs> in one conversation with another person. Um, but it's definitely an area that I think isn't really explored and it's not a conversation that I hear a lot of people having. So it'd definitely be interesting to see other people talk about it. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this. I'm so grateful to our 12th mass man for sharing his story with me. It really isn't easy to be this vulnerable. And I learned a lot from this conversation about not only forgiving others, but ourselves as well, and how important family really is to us. What did you guys think? Let me know at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram. And again, if you want to be a part of the show, slide into my DMs. I'll see you guys next week. Bye for now.